This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Becky Sedgwick, and I'm part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. And this week, I'm going to be sharing why the whys are just as important as the whats. Rachel will be answering a question about how to lay foundations so that kids see the fullness and the wonderfulness of a life lived with Jesus. And I interview Eleanor Oliver, who has founded a network called Colour and Shape Online, which is basically for parents and carers and anyone who is passionate about accompanying children and young people on their own faith adventure. And we'll be ending, as usual, with a question to start an interesting conversation. So, I have a confession to make. For a very long time, when I started working with Rachel at Parenting for Faith, I'd hear her say something and rather than admitting I didn't really know what she was talking about, I would kind of do that thing where you just, hmm, you nod a lot and uh, yeah, 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 the whys as well as the whats. And uh, I did that for a little while about this this saying we're going to be talking about today. And I'm quite proud now because I have cracked it. I've really understood it. So we're going to be thinking about why we need to give kids the whys as well as the whats. I'm a netballer. Actually, I've been a netballer for a very, very long time. I started when I was a little girl at school and on and off through my whole life I've played. And so I have a lot of skills. I have been taught a lot of skills. I know how to pass a ball. I know how to do a vertical jump. I know how to turn. I know how to do all these things. And a few years ago, I kind of ambled into coaching when I started as a helper when my daughter joined the club. And I've just carried on and I really enjoy coaching. But for a long time, I found it incredibly frustrating because I really focused on giving my players the skills. Um, You know, we do drills, we'd be passing for ages, we'd be perfecting that move, that turn. I really upskilled these players and I would teach them strategies like, you know, when uh, the whistle goes, then you run here, you run here and we turn and we pass into the goal shooter and she scores. Yay. And I wouldn't see that happening on court. I'd be I'd know there was something wrong. I'd really skilled them, but there was something missing from their game and I didn't know what it was. And I knew it was to do with the skills, but there was something else I needed. And I really didn't know what it was. And then two things happened. The first was that I joined a team with a player called Jo and Jo was really skillful, but there was something else about her game. It wasn't just that she knew how to make an interception. She she would be kind of watching the game as the ball came down down the court. And it was like her brain was a computer and she was sort of computing the what ifs. And if that person goes there, then I'm going to do that. And if I turn my angle that way, this happens. And she was so effective on court and there was something different about her game. And the second thing that happened was that I went on a coaching course and they started talking about something called the game sense approach. And I'm afraid I did that thing. And yes, yes, the game sense approach. I nodded and looked wise. But as I listened, I realised that this was what I've been missing in my coaching. Basically, the game sense approach says skills are great. But unless your players know how to adapt what they're doing to the 
actual game going on around them, they won't get very far. So I could teach them the what's, but unless I explain why they're important and how they could be adapted, they weren't going to get very far with it. In netball, I'm going to give you an example. In netball, you can catch the ball with one hand or two hands. Obviously, catching the ball with two hands is the safest. We don't want to drop the ball. So, you know, we really encourage girls to catch with two hands. But once we've taught them the skill of one hand, a lot of them really get used to, they love the one-handed glory catch. So you'll be standing on the sideline in the game watching them drop the ball because they haven't... Um, caught it well or landing awkwardly because they didn't go for it with two hands and this is me on the sideline this is actual me I'm a very supportive coach so I start saying two hands two hands nice gentle reminder and then as I get a little bit more frustrated it comes out as two hands two hands and by the end of it I'm bawling two hands catch it with two hands ah why can't they just catch two-handed and the truth is they can catch two-handed but they're not and I know why now. It's because I haven't given them the why. I've given them the what. This is how to catch the ball with one hand and this is how to catch the ball with two. But I haven't given them the why. And the why is we want you to catch the ball with two hands as much as possible because then you will have a safer hold on it and you can pass it to the next player more quickly and efficiently. It's a really simple why. So if I explain that to my girls, they're more likely to remember to do that on court because they've understood the why, not just the what. So now my coaching is focused on giving players the whys as well as the whats. So what's that got to do with parenting for faith? I hear you cry. Well, I think a lot of what we do as Christians is activity. We sing songs, we pray, we read the Bible, we go to church, we give to charity, we help our neighbours and so on and so on. And our kids do that with us and we teach them to do it. And we tell them to do it. That's a lot of what's. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that for them not just to be a load of what's, a load of things to do. If we want them to be something where they grow spiritually the idea of giving them the whys as well as the whats is hugely important. It's how activity turns into connection and growth. For example, when I was a kid, reading the Bible at bedtime was expected. We had Bible reading notes, but it was still a bit of a chore, even though some of the books were great with codes and puzzles and spaces to doodle. And I learned a lot about what the Bible said. I really didn't enjoy it. It was just a what. It was just an activity. But something shifted in me when I was 12. My granddad had just died and I was devastated and afraid. And I really didn't know what else to do. So I turned to my Bible and I opened it at Psalm 91 and I read a verse. And I can remember it clear as day. It was as if the words jumped out of the page and God said, this is my private message to you. And suddenly I understood the why of reading the Bible. I wasn't just going to read it anymore because that's what Christians did. Reading the Bible became a place where I discovered God's voice speaking just to me. I knew now not just the what of reading the Bible, but the why. And I think I need to apply this idea of the what's and the why's as to how I parent my daughter for faith. Even now, she's a young adult and she's left home because she's got a job in another part of the country. So I've been full of good Christian parent advice. I'm saying, oh, 
Which church are you going to join? Have you prayed about that? Don't forget to read your Bible. And actually, when I do that, I'm just giving her a lot of what's. Just a list of things to do. But if I remember to give us some whys to go alongside that, that's really going to help us see why that's important and encourage her to do it. So instead of just saying, which church are you going to join? I could say, because wherever I've lived, as soon as I've started going to a church, I found a community that loves me and is there for me. And instead of just saying, have you prayed about that? I could say, because even though you might not hear the answer straight away, you've invited God into the problem and made space for him to talk to you. And instead of just saying, don't forget to read your Bible, I could add, because it's something God uses to speak to us directly and he's got good stuff to say to you. That makes such a difference. I'm on a journey with it, but I found that the easiest way to work out what the whys are is to ask myself the question, why do I do it? Why do I turn to the Bible? Why do I pray? Why do I worship? Why do I give? Why do I go to church? And then, as I give my daughter the what's, I can also give her a why. So that's something I'm going to work on this year, giving her the whys as well as the what's. My name is Rachel Turner, and I get to answer the question today. Uh, we love hearing your questions. Thank you for sending them in. Please send more. This uh, section of the podcast doesn't exist without you, so please send your questions in. Uh, today's question is by uh, <laughs> a very reflective listener. I love it. And uh, she says this, one thing I was pondering about on my dog walk today, I have had, you know what? I don't know if it's a dad or a mum. Well, you know what? It could be a dad. This parent was out for a walk and said this, one thing I was pondering on my dog walk today, I've had much more time to observe my nine-year-old daughter over the last few months. I can see the wonderful person God has created, but how do I best help her to nurture this and guide her to live life to the full now and in the future? I know she's still young, but these are such important days to lay the foundations, right? And also, how can I show her that God is more exciting than tacky teen TV dramas that feed her imagination, but not necessarily her heart? Sorry, but you wish <laughs> hadn't asked. Um, I just, I just want to say also, as someone who has had to watch their share of tacky teen dramas, I feel your pain. I think I love that that your heart is for your kid to live life to the full now and have the fullness of what God has for your daughter now. I think that is so important. And that is more than just a good prayer life. That is, you know, the fullness of living, living life now. And you're right, absolutely, that these are important days to lay the foundations. I would suggest that there are some ways of laying foundations. You, you know, we talk about the tools of creating windows into your life of, of, of how you're living life to the full and or what's getting in the way of you living life to the full and framing for your child that there's so much in the world and how excited you are about life and the adventures that God has you on and uh, unwinding any wrong views of God that are in there that are about you know the world you know life with God being boring or small or you know you may just want to begin to up the adventure of the live of the life of the fullness now you know on zoom calls with friends you know ask them what was the most exciting adventure they went on with God and let your kid hear that so that your kid begins to understand what living life to the full is 
right now to lay that foundation of an adventure with God is a life, a life of purpose and strength and joy and riskiness and so many wonderful things. I also wanted to discuss this last sentence about how can you show her that God is more exciting than tacky teen TV dramas that feed her imagination, but not necessarily her heart. I have a couple of things that I'd like to say about that. One, I think we get into, I don't know how to say it. We get into a false struggle, false struggle when we're trying to compete with the world, when we're trying to say God is more exciting than tacky TV dramas, we get into an intellectual argument about what is exciting, and then you're just exhausted. <laughs> because I have to tell you, tacky teen TV dramas are really designed for our children's brains to push all of their happy buttons in one go. And so to, to try to make God in direct comparison to say, that's good, but this is better. Uh, it will be hard for for the concept of God to compete with a really elegant half-hour tacky TV teen drama. Um, but that's not the comparison. The question isn't, is God more exciting than a TV show? The answer is God is more fulfilling, purposeful, significant, deeper, more beautiful than anything this world can offer. And that's the conversation. Because techie teen TV drama, fine, uh, is something to entertain your kid's brain for, for a little bit. But the question is, how are you feeding your kid's heart? And so some of that is you can jump off the techie teen TV drama because, you know, it hits their brains for a reason to sit next to them and be like, I remember when someone treated me like that. And it was awful. And I remember I went off and cried with God in the corner for ages. And then God came close to me. And so sometimes you can jump on board with the techie teen TV drama drama because they will face tacky teen TV life drama. And you may want to just frame for them where to find God and all of that. But also that other imagination stuff. There are so many excellent documentaries out there about missionaries, about people who have sacrificed their lives. You know, read, read, uh, what's it called? Jesus Freaks, which is a book of one page stories about people who sacrificed their lives and sacrificed their livelihoods to follow God and what God did through them and for them. And there are, you know, God smuggler where the, you know, he who smuggled Bibles into countries that were shut down. There's so much adventure out there of what people have done and the impact they have had on people's lives that um what what do you want to feed your daughter's heart with and then find those stories to tell whether it's stories of how people impacted your life stories of of what's out in the world that doesn't mean you have to replace them but it's about it's about not trying to compete with the one tv show and more feeding your kid's heart with all of the the life to the fullness stories that you want them to have and use your tacky teen tv drama to jump off and do some exciting life equipping um but in the end i think you've asked the right question and god will lead you to the next step of the right answer just keep asking yourself what's the next step for my child spiritually and how can i help them take it and these questions of what are the foundations i need to lay in my daughter's life right now to live life to the full what do i need to create windows what do i need to frame for my kid what do i need to unwind what do i need to empower in her relationship with god what wave do i need to surf you know use your tools and take the next steps but just asking those questions is going to put you in great position 
Your daughter is very lucky to have you. Well, I'm here with Eleanor Oliver, who has um, kind of started something, I think, almost accidentally called Colour and Shape Online. So we wanted to interview her for the podcast. So Eleanor, would you um, like to introduce yourself? I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, I'm Eleanor Oliver. As you say, I am the uh, founder of Colour and Shape, which I started back in March 2020, just at the start of uh, the first lockdown. Um, I've got three small children um, who are seven, four and almost three. Um, And we live in West Sussex and we are a Catholic family. Brilliant. So they're watching Paw Patrol, I understand. They are. And I'm really hoping that the almost three year old does not bust in. She's got a very loud voice as well. And she's quite. So, we're here. so why did you say, well, what is colour and shape? So colour and shape, it's um, so now it's a private social network um, on web and on an app. Um, and it's for anybody who's accompanying children and young people on the adventure of faith. So that might be parents and carers, but also might be grandparents, godparents, clergy, catechists, you know, anyone who's got um, some sort of relationship with families and, and accompanying young, young people. Um, yeah, so that's what Colour Shape is now. It's a sort of growing resource library of content um, and there's like a weekly rhythm that happens there on the website. I mean, sort of running courses, there's lots, lots and lots going on. Why did you set it up? Yeah, well, the start of Colour Shape is very different to what it is now. So way back in March um, when lockdown was starting and the churches were closing, um, I was feeling really sad that I was going to be cut off from my parish community. You know, Easter was a few weeks ago, uh, weeks away, and you know, it's the high point of the liturgical year for us. Um, I was feeling really sad that we'd be, we'd be cut off. Um, and so I just had this idea one morning, how about I video um, children's liturgy and put it up on YouTube for any families who um, are feeling um, away from their churches and want a little focus for Sunday. Because I was feeling like I don't want Sunday just to become you know, another day in the week that just sort of melds into the rest of them. I still wanted to keep that um, that Sunday going without our church. So I just videoed it, made a Facebook page, put it up there, told as many people as I could about it. Um, and people started finding the page. So I called it Colour and Shape. Um, and um, throughout the months, people were loving the videos, really finding a focus for faith in the home that they weren't used to, really, because I think a lot of people just rely on going to church and kind of ticking that box and going, right, we've done mass, let's go home and we kind of get through it. And there's not, um, yeah, they might not have the confidence to um, be bringing the faith into you know, every aspect of, of home. Um, but they're just, you know, just loving these videos. The discussions that are coming out of them are really igniting faith in their family. And just I was getting wonderful messages from people. Um, and so this little community sort of um, began growing around the videos. Um, and I started like another little private Facebook group um, for people who wanted to connect a bit more on that level. Um, and then I think it was, was it July when maybe the churches said they might be opening up again? Yeah. And I said, oh, you know, I'm just kind of discerning. Shall I keep making these videos? And people, oh, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. They've been really, really helpful. So I was starting to get a sense of this wider vision. There's something else that these families are actually asking for. They don't just want a video every week. They want this ongo- ongoing support, which I think a lot of families, you know, pandemic or no pandemic, a lot of families, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> a lot of families can feel quite isolated. Um, And so I took August off and did a lot of praying and asking lots of people lots of questions. And this bigger vision of um, an online network started to grow. And that's when I started looking into the current version of Colour and Shape. Wow. 
that's quite a journey, isn't it? I mean, we talk about, you know, back in March, that's only one year. And uh, it's really interesting, isn't it? So if um, like somebody comes to Colour and Shape online, what might they find? Um, so they will find something that looks a little bit like Facebook, but not Facebook. So once you go into it, you have to sign up to be part of um, Colour and Shape. That's why it's a private network. So people can feel free to share um, online. Um, and so you go in and this looks a bit like a um, an activity feed. Um, and so people can post uh, pictures and video links and questions, that kind of thing. So that's the sort of community aspect of it. People can comment on things and like things and, and, and interact with people in an online way. Uh, but then there's this growing resource library. So things can be ordered under con uh, under topics. So topics might be things like create space or celebrate the seasons or childhood spirituality or catechesis and sacraments. Can you see there's like a C and an S theme going with all my topics? And so there are different groups that people can join as well. So there's a group at the moment for children's liturgy leaders. So that's a, a, a different group you can join um, if you want specific um, help in that area. Um, and this year we're hopefully going to expand to like a grandparents group and a teachers group as well. So people can kind of find um, the people that are like them a bit more as well and have those specific conversations in those spaces. So kind of shape is a bit like a, if you imagine going into a house and there's like the yes. living room, everyone comes in and all the, you know, just the normal conversations are happening. But then if you want to just pop into another room for a little bit and have a specific uh, teacher's chat, you can, and then you can come back into the living room where all the general stuff is happening. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's topics and there's groups, there's courses. So we're currently yeah, I was going to ask, how does Parenting for Faith fit into Colour and Shape? Yeah, so we're three weeks into running the Parenting for Faith course online. Um, so what I did there was I created a separate group for anyone interested in, in doing the course. So I could set up all the information about it um, and then put people into uh, three little small groups. So we have, I think we've got 15 people, 15 families signed up the first time round. Um, and so I put them into three groups and they organised themselves whether they wanted to do um, a Zoom weekly thing or maybe um, a Zoom fortnightly or I think they've all got WhatsApp groups going as well so they can um, uh, ping little comments back and forward to each other. So yeah, three weeks into Parenting for Faith. Uh, I think we're also going to, once that's finished, I'm going to try doing the prayer course, the 24-7 one. So just get another group going for that for if people want to watch that, watch one video a week and then uh, just comment um, either on WhatsApp or online with each other. So, yeah, there's lots and lots going on. And I'm really excited about the babies and toddler stuff coming out of Parenting the Faith at the moment. Um, yeah, Brilliant. I'm signed up to go do the training for that. But that would be a nice thing to introduce in as well, because there's lots of people um, who've got younger children um, in, in the community at the moment. So I think they'll love that content. Brilliant. We're excited about that, too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish by asking, what are your hopes and dreams for this community? Oh, that's a really great question. In fact, a friend of mine um, was, was praying about Colour and Shape this morning, um, just before I was doing this interview, and she gave me this wonderful image of each family being like a little light on a hill. Um, and like one of our favourite songs in, in the Colour and Shape community is that um, Nick and Becky Drake song, City on a Hill. Absolutely My love favorites. it. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? Um, and so that idea of each family just being this full shining light and just living out their, their faith in this beautiful, joyful way and just having the tools and confidence to do that. And because sometimes you just feel, you know, a little bit on your own, a little bit isolated. But then when you zoom out, you see all these little lights all over the country just sort of shining out and, and being that light to others. And I just, yeah, that's my hope for this community that people really 
find it and find friends for the journey and those windows into other families and all that wonderful stuff. Brilliant. So finally, if somebody hears about this and thinks, I want to get involved, what should they do? Well, so you could uh, join up to the community if you want to. So that's um, colourandshapeonline.com. So it's like a little register to join a bit on that. Um, But then if if you're interested in just updates, general updates, there's a Facebook page and you can follow us on Instagram as well. It's always um, at Colour and Shape Online. Um, and then if you are um, Catholic and interested in following the weekly videos that sort of fit the liturgical year um, where it all started, um, that's on YouTube. And you can do youtube.com slash C slash Colour and Shape. Um, so we'll put that. those links into the blurb around the podcast. But that's Wonderful. really helpful. It's been lovely talking to you. And I think we might like to pop back in a few months and see how it's going because your community growing rapidly so uh that'd be wonderful no worries thank you so much and finally this week's question to start an interesting conversation what's been your biggest adventure with jesus have a great week Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.